Hello and welcome to episode number 43 of the Dry Heat Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Brown and for the first time in six months, joined by Dave Farah. Hey man, I've been busy. Yeah, producer, busy. producer Robert here also in Las Vegas. We're going to bang out a quick 25, 20, 25 minutes for you guys. Talk about some football, talk about some prop bets, talk about some craziness that going on in the sports world, especially in the NBA sector. But Dave, um, people forgot what you even sound like. Um, you are still, still a part yeah. of the team-ish, yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah, sort of. So. I'm driving this bus now, though, so you're I, just you're just a passenger. Fine, you just, whatever, sit the, yeah. you just sit in the back seat. Okay, how does it feel to be the host? Pretty good? I mean, listen, I'm really, really good at it. All the feedback has been incredibly you positive. Know, I, I haven't seen that good feedback, but I'll take your word Yeah, for it. I mean, yeah. you know, five, five star ratings is five all, star ratings. all, yeah, sure, all we get. Sure. Um, as usual, guys, number 43, so we'll look at some people that have been number 43 in the past. I mean, this one's, I don't know if this is weak, Dan, maybe not, not weak, maybe, but like Troy Palomalu, Dennis Eckersley, and then Richard Petty drove the number 43 car. I guess Richard Petty is like, kind of like the, is he the, well, Dale Earnhardt, I guess, is the. Richard Petty's like, you know, he's one of the godfathers of the sport. If you ask someone about NASCAR. Like name three iconic NASCAR Probably guys. Richard Petty. He'd be up there, sure. I and mean, then and then Troy Palomalu, nice hair, done, head and shoulders, more head and shoulders commercials than almost any other NFL athlete. This is this is true. So, so I mean, yeah. we got to give him a little bit of credit. And obviously, Dennis Eckersley had a very very good major league career as a closer there. So sure. you know, it's, it's not it's not, not horrible. Bad. Not good. Yeah, I mean, not number forty four. This one's going to be a slam dunk, but we'll talk about number forty four next week. Obviously, um, getting into football as yep. everyone's going to be. Talking about here, obviously, we have the the Super Bowl here, Philadelphia Eagles and New England Patriots, kind of opening line around six, five and five and a half and six is kind of what we're looking at really across the board here. Uh, Forty seven and a half is the total, Dave. Um, let's get to the games themselves, though. I did watch one of the games with you as a Vikings fan, and it was it wasn't even heartbreaking because it was just basically all downhill as soon as you walked in the door. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, my wife and daughter were taking longer than I wanted for them to get ready. You know, we were going over to a mutual friend's house. And uh, so I missed the first drive, which was the lone good drive. Lone highlight Yeah, of the that was the lone game. good drive. Like, I, we pulled up, and Erin uh, came outside, and she goes, hey, we're already up 7 nothing." I'm like, all right, off to a good start. And then I walked in. And nothing else went right the entire game. Pretty much. The the first real thing, so by the time you had gotten the daughter settled and everything was, was good to go and you walked over, you were there just in time for the interception, the pick six. And then, yeah, and it was, yeah, and it was that, that was definitely a big uh, momentum swing. Yeah, there was still hope there. And, you know, Case, uh, Case Keenan threw that pass to Adam Thielen and it looked like he miraculously caught it. And that would have kept them within striking distance. And then you realize, no, it actually hit the ground. And then Philadelphia scores again and, and by the time we got to halftime uh it was it was pretty brutal you're like this is this is going to be uh, a tough putt for minnesota to come back and, and you could tell that the, the team basically just kind of quit yeah i mean you looked at this game here and really um all aspects kind of failed on minnesota side i mean the offensive line was completely uh, was completely blown away yeah. uh case keenum was the actual statistic uh, pro football focus went back and graded the game he was under pressure for 48 percent of his dropbacks so basically every other drop back he was under duress having to pass under pressure and that was despite the fact that he the majority of his throws were getting out in under two and a half seconds so it wasn't like he was even holding the ball too long he was just he had no time just nothing yeah. no and, time and, to do and when they tried to get the ground game going very little happening there and and 
the real surprise was the defense. Um, you know, credit Doug Peterson uh, with his play calling, kept Minnesota off balance the entire time. Um, you know, really ch changing looks on, on Minnesota constantly throughout that game. But there was also some things that you're like, like they, they hadn't given up a touchdown like the, the one they did to Alshon Jeffrey for over 50 yards so that the entire was, season. That was the craziest thing because, you know, when, when, when Joe and I were talking about kind of our leans for this game, and, of course, we recorded the podcast right before the – the day before the Brady hand injury thing came out. So that sure. kind of sways the opinions on things. But one of the things with, with this game, though, that, that didn't really change for me was, you know, if you looked, if there, were, if there was one weakness at all in Minnesota's defense, it was they had given up some deep pass plays and different things like that. But then you look at Nick Foles and you're like, yeah, but Nick Foles isn't going to be able to do that. So that was never really even a concern for me. Like, that wasn't a thing that I was really worried about. I thought, if anything, it's... Well, and, and, and rightfully so. I mean, like, Harrison Smith getting getting torched, throwing into double coverage with Harrison Smith and Trey Wayans and still the ball managing to find its way through with Nick Foles under center... If you had asked me the the odds of that happening, you'd be like, "There's no way that Nick Foles." I thought this is was a, a, I thought if anything, it's a dink and dunk thing. They're going to use Ertz. They'll go underneath in the slot to Aguilar, whatever. Like that was basically where I thought that this game was going to live, and that was just that was just not the case. But they did spread the ball around too. So I mean, they they kept confusing Minnesota's defense. They didn't they didn't uh, you know keep going back to the same well over and over again. They did get Zach Ertz involved. They had the big bomb to Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, Tory Smith. <laughs> yeah, back from the day. I mean, listen, all this guy does is like he's good for like two catches a game and they're always like 35-yard catches, 40-yard yeah. catches yeah. or something like that. But listen, this is taking nothing away from, from the Eagles. While the Vikings were certainly, certainly flat on defense and certainly could get nothing going on offense, like we said, you, like you just mentioned, I mean, the, the Eagles basically played a perfect game. Yeah, so I mean, we, we talked about it, you know, before the game and we're like, Coach advantage to Minnesota, defense advantage to Minnesota, offense advantage to Minnesota, and the Eagles beat them in all three of those yeah. things. So, uh, like you said, Eagles played almost a perfect game. Question is, can they do it again? Well, and are you going to get, are you going to get Joe Montana out of out of Nick Foles two games in a row? Basically, well, well, but we we kind of so so it wasn't obviously that the, the the game before where they beat the Falcons, but Nick Foles very good in that game. Um, and, and more he's than a just peaks a, and valleys guy, right? Like but he but I, is, I expected that regression to come in the Minnesota game yeah. because of that defense. And, I mean, on paper, you would look at the New England defense and go, well, it's much softer than this Minnesota defense. Is Nick Foles going to have that same kind of success against New England's defense? And, again, on paper, and after looking at the, the seasons in their entirety, you would think he certainly could, but our – are some of those very close moments and some of those very close passes going to go his way where it seemed in the Vikings game they all did? Yeah, one of the craziest things about Foles is that you might never see a quarterback, and this includes all the terrible, terrible quarterbacks because they never have ceiling games. They're always just terrible. You might never see a quarterback that has the floor that Nick Foles has and also the ceiling that Nick Foles Like, he yeah. has four games in his career that are like career games for just about any quarterback. I mean, like just ridiculous completion percentage, multiple, multiple touchdowns, over 300 yards. And then he has games where he's got 80 yards passing and couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. So there's a guy that really and truly, you just, you really and truly see the peaks and valleys and the floors and the ceilings there. Looking at this other game here on the AFC side of things, uh, there were a lot of people, if you are a Patriot hater, which it seems like if you're basically outside of Boston, you are, because people just well, hate exhausting. the Well, it's exhausting. They're this dynasty. They hate the success. And, 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 and a lot of the fans, frankly, are pretty annoying. They act like they're on the team. 
I mean, I get how you, how you that that wears on you after a while if you're not a Patriots fan. You know what's funny? I also get how fun it would be if you were a Patriots yeah, fan. Yeah, I was going to say, so here's the thing. It's like, you know, I, I rag on Boston sports fans. And listen, make no mistake here, we have a Super Bowl of the two worst fan bases in the history of sports. Like, Philadelphia and Boston are the worst and, and if you're listening, you're a horrible sports fan. I'm just letting you know right now. Like, you, you might not think you are, but you are. You are a terrible, terrible sports fan. But uh, you you look at these Boston people, and like you said, I mean, you kind of get it. Like, I, I listen, a lot of the hate, I think, stems from jealousy. Because sure you look and, like, you're a Giants, you know, like if you're a Jets fan or if you're, you know, some of the uh, Dolphin fan or any of these guys like that, like, you look and, I mean, what the hell do you have? You got really nothing. You got your your joy in the NFL season is is rooting against the Patriots as opposed to rooting for your own team. Because yeah, if you're, if you're a Miami big, fan, like that's why they totally just gave up after that game where they beat New England because that was that was their Super Bowl, right? Like that was their big moment. And you know, e- even for teams that are really good teams, you know, Philadelphia I think is an example of of an organization that always seems to maintain their pride even if they've been through a 10-year dark spell, whereas most organizations, you'll see a lot of the fair-weather fans start to flutter off. That's the other thing about this Eagles thing, right? Like, you know, jumping back over here, this Eagles thing, like, playing this whole underdog role and all that stuff, like, you're you're in Philadelphia. Like, you're in this gigantic, huge city with this passionate sports fans and all these things like that, and, like, you want to play this huge underdog role? Like, come on, man. Like, you are the friggin' Philadelphia Eagles in a huge, huge market with the, some of the most passionate fans in the world, and you want to try to play this underdog role? Get the hell out of here with that stuff. I mean, I guess, sure. I mean, I, I, you know, but the fact that they were underdogs twice at home, According to to the you know sports books here in Las Vegas, and then they come out and they get the win. It obviously fired the fans up. What do you think of the dog head that, that they're wearing? Like, do you care about? The I dog think head? I think it's annoying if I'm a, if I'm a <laughs> Philadelphia fan and they ask me to wear a dog head because it's hard to see through. Like, I have very little tolerance for Halloween costumes. Have you just in but they, you sweat in those things? Yeah, they're hot. Like you sweat in those things. Absolutely, dude. you do. Yeah. Like, I mean, these are like the, the gorilla costume that you had to wear this past week. Yeah, my, my daughter's second birthday, and I wore that gorilla costume for about 10 minutes, and then I realized it's sweaty, and also it scared the hell out of the kids. Got to be honest with, the, <laughs> with that gorilla costume. I tried on the hand, yeah. and the fingers were incredibly long, and but the, the thumb, thumb you're like, like yeah. jammed all the way yeah. at the end. Yeah. Now, do Poor we design. know if this is anatomically correct? Do, do gorillas have like shorter thumbs than everything else? Or was it? do you think that this was just an error in this costume that was made? Because Googling gorilla hand right now. Yeah, I mean, we gotta figure out. Oh, yeah. no, no, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's correct. They just got short thumbs. Huh? They're, they're I mean, like, weird just, ass short thumbs, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. This is, I, we are looking at a picture live right yeah, now. Yeah, so gorillas hoping... have like a thumb, like a normal human hand, and then just an enormous palm, and then sort of normal-ish fingers. That are a little bit longer. Because I, I put that th- I put that thing on and like you know I I I think I've got a pretty normal sized thumb. I don't think it's like gargantuan or anything. And I was I was jammed up in that thing. Yeah, like but was, you also have really long fingers. I do have phalanges. I, I, yeah, long, I, long, long phalanges. Feel bad for all of your girlfriends listen, in college. Listen, all all my high school girlfriends were just <laughs> were were, were absolute right, yeah. fans. Um, <laughs> but okay, getting back to football here. So here we By are. The way, if you are gorillas, have you ever seen a baby gorilla? Yeah, they're yeah, cute. He's cute as hell. They are cute. And then they grow up to be killers. That's the yeah, only problem. Yeah, and they'll rip your face yeah, off yeah, after that. You give for that, a short time. Give that, that, that you, you can't, guys, I understand you can't see this. So we're talking, this is real good radio podcast, like real good That's radio. Great, great radio. Um, just, so just picture like a giant gorilla and now shrink it down about like 15 times. And then that's what a, a baby one looks like. It actually looks really cute. It's but adorable. then you give it six months and then it'll and kill you. Yeah, it'll yeah. just kill you. Yeah. So you can't yeah. even, can't even do any of that. So getting back to this, if you hate the Patriots, you were probably feeling pretty good for the majority of this game. I saw people on Twitter doing victory laps 
like way too early. Have you not oh, learned? I, mean, I, 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 saw, I saw the whole the dynasty is over, this team is dead, I can't believe it, Patriots look flat, it's, it's finally all over, and you're like, guys, guys, wait. Seriously. How many times have we seen this? How many, I mean, you remember, do you remember the Super Bowl last year, 28 to 3? The only thing we needed was Tom Brady to come up to the podium after the game was over and then rip that piece of tape off and there'd be nothing there. Right. and be like, gotcha, bitches. Totally messing with you. <laughs> like, totally messing with you. Nothing going on here. But, uh, didn't how, even... how do you feel about this five and a half that's floating around in most places? Patriots favored by five, five and a half. Some people are saying it may go up to six, even six and a half perhaps well, by the time this closes. Yeah, I mean, I think the way we're looking at it right now, this number, if you are, if you plan on backing the Eagles, I think you just hold off here because at the end of the day, there's two different reasons why I believe this number is going to go higher. One, the, the public's not betting two weeks in advance. Like, no. that's just not a thing. They're that all going to roll into Las Vegas, yeah. and it's going to be the week of, of the Super Bowl, and that's that public money is going to come in on the Patriots. And, and since there's two weeks here – they're going to wait until next week, so it's not going to come out this week, but next week at some point, Gronk will be officially cleared, and that'll be every headline that ev- across every ticker, across every everything, and as soon as someone sees, like, oh, Gronk's official. But by the way, what you're seeing today is, is it's the first time that the Patriots have officially admitted that he had a concussion. So it's something that we all knew, but same thing, Patriots admitting it for the first time. And again, everyone's going to go, oh, I should take the Eagles, and that you know the money's going to start to come in. But then you're going to see next week, like you said, Gronk is definitely going to play in the Super Bowl. It's going to flip. Gronk officially cleared to play, and then the money's going to swing back. And the whole the thing's going to because with the with the week off, whatever they're going to, you know, all the reports. Rex Burkhead's going to be healthier. He's going to be better. Yep. Everything, you know, it's, you're going to get all that stuff. And so I, I what, think what's going to happen is a bunch of information is going to come out. And you can interpret it either way, but you're going to be able to find enough information, a lot of people are, that they'll be able to justify whatever decision it is that they're making. You just have to be able to step back and objectively look at the situation now even, or next week, depending on whenever you want to bet, and make that assessment not based on these little headlines that are going to have a lot of talking heads squawking on ESPN. Like, for the Patriots to get here, though, before let's, let's not just completely glance over that game. The, the Jaguars was a complete an utter collapse in the second half. Yeah. They got away from every single thing that they, they were doing they, in the they, first they half. They froze up. But, I mean, we've seen that in big games. They choked. Co- they, college football is a perfect example, right? Like Kirby Smart in the national championship game had the same sort of thing going against Nick Saban in the first half against Alabama, started to feel good about it, started to feel confident, and then just got too conservative. Well, and, and Saban made some huge adjustments. The thing about the right. Patriots is all they did was come out and basically – take exactly what what the Jaguars gave them. They didn't man up. They were playing this soft zone. So Brady just surgically marches them right down the field, finds the holes in the zone, and just goes, you have two of the best cover corners in the game with Gronk out. Why in the hell are you not just manning up and, and going with that right. strategy. I mean, like, it's it's absurd to give Tom Brady the greatest quarterback that has ever lived, that has ever played the game in the history of the NFL. Except for give, Case Keenum. And give him a soft zone and let him sit there and just go, okay, he's open, boom. Okay, he's open now, yeah. boom. And yeah. march right down the field yeah. and do all that. And the other thing, I understand the Jaguars aren't a team that, that blitz a lot. I get that. However, you do have Tom Brady. We do know that he is not a mobile quarterback. And we do know that he doesn't have his safety valve in Gronk. Like, I don't think it's crazy 
to try and put a little extra pressure on him. No, Down, it was working make in him the first un- half. Make him uncomfortable. Make and him. He was, he, he was getting happy. If feet, you believe this was, hand, yes. uh, and, and, and it was, it wasn't maybe as bad as we thought, or maybe yeah. it wasn't. He just powered through it. But when you'd see him get tackled and sacked. He would go down and he wouldn't use that hand yeah. when he'd fall yeah. to the ground. Like, it was a concern for so him. I get Make it. him uncomfortable. They, they, it's not part of their defense to blitz a lot because they just expect their front four to get there. But, I mean, listen, man up. man. Gronk's out of the game. Man up. Blitz. Make him have to make quick decisions. Make him have to throw the ball very rapidly. Hopefully you get to him. The guy's not going to escape the pocket. He self-sacks at this point, because, which, again, at his age is smart. He's not putting up stupid throws. That's right. not what Tom Brady right. does. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're a Jacksonville fan – I know this has got to be very, very bitter for you. Uh, it seemed like the game was in the bag. On top of that, if you guys don't follow Warren Sharp on Twitter, he's a real good. He goes back down and breaks breaks down the games really, really well. And he's, you know, he said, "Here's a Twitter stream that Jaguar fans are not going to want to read." And he goes and says, "Here's where the Jaguars were ahead in this game, and here's the play sequence." They go down. Bortles is snapping the ball with like 13 seconds left on the play clock. They ran the exact same sequence for four straight times that they had the ball. They ran on first down, threw a ball of over 20 yards on second down, ran on third down, punted. And every single time they didn't run the play clock down to under five seconds, and every single time they are not trying to get any sort of hunk yardage. They're all they're throwing it 20 yards down the field, and then they run it back into the heat, heart Look, of the it, defense. It, it was a big moment, and it got away from them. That, 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 that's just it. Like they, they just stopped paying attention. They stopped following their own game plan. They, they, they got nervous and they collapsed. They choked. And, that, and you know, that's almost what you would expect yeah. with a lot of these teams. You can say the exact same thing about Minnesota. You know, relatively young squad. Case Keenum is your quarterback out there. They just choked. Yeah. Like they just weren't able. And again, giving due credit where, where it was earned on, on the opposite side of the ball in both of those games. But still, those teams in those moments just collapsed because they're not Tom Brady and the Patriots. You know, you and I... Um, Maybe we're a little biased just because, again, our hardcore sports fandom, obviously we've known Tom Brady much longer than, you know, when we were younger when there was John Elway and when we were younger when there was Joe Montana and different things like that. That being said, I don't think there's any question at this juncture, and I, uh, like, as, Tom Brady, as to Tom Brady being the, the greatest quarterback that ever lived, I don't understand why. Listen, I understand if you grew up in the 80s and you think Joe Montana and all that, but, like, you have to understand what's going on here. This is Tom Brady's eighth. Super Bowl appearance. He's been in the league 16 years. That is absurd. Well, the, the guy fact, has the gone that, that, that to the Super Bowl half of the years he's been in the league. Right, right. What was that stat that we were talking about the other day? It's more likely for Tom Brady to go to the Super Bowl than it is for Blake Bortles to complete a pass. It, it, it's just, it's like, <laughs> you look at this and it makes you, 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 I don't think people give it because again, like you said, it becomes old hat. I was on the, on a, you know, a text chain that I have with my friends and stuff. I was like, well, here come, here come the Patriots, you know, as they started, whatever get the yawn, you know, like if you were typing in yawn, because sure. it's become old hat and like we take it for granted, but what you really should do is take a step back and realize like, not only is he the greatest quarterback that ever lived, this dynasty is the greatest in sports that's ever, that's ever been. This is better than the Bulls. This is better than anything. Like, it's, it's hard to the argue, The longevity right? and the dominance, again, in a league, unlike, unlike in basketball where like you know, two players can carry a team. You know what I'm saying? Like like, We've seen it. Like Two players can carry an NBA team. That is not that way in football. And the NFL actually is structured to try for parity. And and when you talk about a dynasty, the fact that you can have Tom Brady sitting out a four-game suspension at the beginning of last year and you can plug in Jacoby Brissett or 
uh, Jimmy G and still the system works. Like that's just another testament to it. But, but there's no question about how, to, how good Tom Brady is. You're right. It's a dynasty like we've never seen before, and that's and why it's so never, frustrating. And, and might never see again. Right, and and that's why it's so frustrating to people that aren't fans yeah. of New England sports because you look at this dynasty and they're not your team. They're well, in somebody the, else's. And, team. and in this free agent, in, in this free agency era, and the reason why I say we might never see again is because so you got a guy like like Kirk Cousins, for example, right? And there's pretty much anyone that has any sort of football knowledge whatsoever would understand that he's definitely one of the top half quarterbacks in the league. But that's not good enough for the Redskins. They're, he's going to walk. He's yep. going to go somewhere else. Yep. They didn't want to give him a long-term deal because at the end of the day, everyone looks and it's like, yeah, but he's not, but it's not Tom Brady. It's not, it's not Aaron Rodgers. Right. It's not what, like yep. you look at the stuff like this and it's like, you, guys, we got to understand what's going on here. You got to ride out the last couple of years here of Tom Brady and them and then make your push and go whatever. But like to let, to let some of the stuff that goes on in the NFL, whenever we, it's, you just have to understand what you're living through right now. You are living through a once in a generation, once in a lifetime type of situation and sucks to be you. I, I don't know if you saw this, but the whole thing with Tom Brady's hand, like how it was cut, uh, I guess that they were actually doing surgery on his hand uh, so they could put another finger on it so he'd have enough for the sixth for the Super Bowl si- For the sixth Super Bowl ring. Yeah, Listen, I understand true. he says he wants to play until he's 45, but... Dude, you win if a you six, win this, just quit. You quit win a on sixth, the field. You win a sixth Super Bowl in your year forty, back to back. Like, how do you? What's your motive? You have a supermodel wife who makes more money you, than you. By you, the way, yeah, you got a supermodel wife. You've got this perfect family. You got this person. Like, what at that point motivates you? In, you know, let's say May or June after it all sinks in to like get up and go run. The the you only know? the like, only thing that will make sense to me is if Tom Brady decides to come back for another season. Is if he secretly hates his wife. Like that, and that, just that, doesn't want to be at that, home. That's, that's, the, that's the only thing that makes sense. Right? Like, I, yeah, I'm gonna, I gotta go practice, honey, for nine hours. I, I, I could totally get that. So basically, we sat here, went through the, went through the uh, NFL stuff. Obviously, there's tons of NBA news, but we don't have enough time here to go through all of that. Dave, early, early look right here. Obviously, this is. I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire here. Where there's two, we, there's a week and a half left. All so fire we, on all these things. So you, we'll, so we'll, so we'll, okay, five and a half right now yep. with the Patriots. Gun to your head. Where are you taking the, the Patriots? Taking the Patriots. Taking cover the, Patriots. the five and a half. Yep. You're getting yep. Gronk back. Tom Brady's Get, hand is now going to be a cyborg hand, so it doesn't even matter anymore about the whole thing. So, so I, th- I think that this number would probably be more like six, six and a half already. And there's actually fives out there, so I'm going to go find a five on this one. But um, if, if the Patriots didn't struggle like they did early on against the Jacksonville Jaguars and a little bit of recency bias on the Eagles, they overperformed maybe what they should have, especially against Minnesota, who just completely uh, flatlined on them. So I think that that number is already a little bit skewed. I, I think that more realistically it should be at a six, a six and a half for the Patriots. So I'll go ahead and take, uh, I'll go ahead and lay those points yeah, with, uh, you can, with the Patriots. You can call me a schmuck if you want to. You can call me a square. I don't really care. I've, apparently I've made a bunch of square bets this year and it's been my best NFL season that I've ever had. I will be taking the Patriots as well. I understand that everybody wants to. I think to. there's a lot of really square bets that are going to try to be sharp and take the Eagles because they feel like they're taking an underdog in this circumstance. Yeah, I mean, listen, I like I said, yeah. I will play the odds here on a quarterback that has had career games and then has also had career horrible games to not come out and, like we said, be John Elway, be Joe Montana for two games in a row. I don't think Nick Foles is going to be able to do that. And, listen, Patriots are going to be healthy. Everyone's going to be back. Everything's going to be clicking. They've been there, done that, with the greatest quarterback and the greatest coach that have ever been 
in the NFL. So that's that's where I'm going to do that. And listen, we will have our Super Bowl spectacular show uh, next week. We'll talk about um, Listen, there's going to be all kinds of NBA news to talk about. I mean, if you've been following this, everyone's unhappy. Basically, everyone's un- unhappy in the NBA. And right LeBron now. James and the Cleveland Cavaliers suck. Yes, I mean, every, everyone's defense. unhappy. Everything every everything in the NBA is going to be turned on its head for next week. So we will have a, a blockbuster show. Joe will be back. Dave, uh, will, will you be back next week is the question. Yeah, you know, we'll see. I mean, like, we got to... Uh, I, I, I was kind of enjoying my sabbatical. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. We I talk understand. so much throughout the week when we're not doing a show together that I just feel like, you know... It's just so much math. Listen, um, I understand with Dave being back, I would really, don't give us all those one-star votes. I really, like, please just keep the five stars coming in. Like, I understand you want to go with the twos and the ones. I'm but pretty unlikable. Let's, let's, try to not, let's try to not do that. As Even always, you can follow us across all the social medias at Dry Heat Sports with all that. So for, for Dave, yeah. welcome back. Thank you. It was, not, for it was produ- nice to be back. For producer Robert. You bet you. We saw producer Robert pick up a, a big table today. Like, all by like, himself. Yeah, all by yeah. himself. Little, and it was, it was, it was great. I mean, it right listen, up. it must have weighed at least a third of what he weighs. Uh, yeah. And, and so, sure. I mean, it was, probably, it was probably 25, 30 crazy. pounds. We, we're not going to talk crypto because crypto has been not good for the last oh couple weeks. Oh we'll boy. talk. We'll talk. I'm sure it'll bounce we'll, back. We'll talk crypto whenever, it, yeah, it's good again. So yeah. that's whenever we'll, we'll bring that back up. Uh, thanks, guys, and we'll see you next week for episode number 44.